New card. What do you think? Get over here! That man is playing Galaga. I understood that reference. You shall not pass! So say we all. So say we all. Run with me. It's adamantium tasting time, boys. Well, maybe it's your number one. All wings report in. Welcome to your weekly interval. This is the Best Damn Nerd Show. I am your host, Microphone Alchemist James Kincaid. With me tonight, Professor Chris Davis. Uh, yeah, top tier. Wasn't ready. Wow. I just I'm always last. You've been robbing lately, dude. So I'm I'm rewarding you. You know. Say. That's probably why I'm last. Well, your reaction will ensure they will be the last time I do that because you completely <laughs> derailed the show. Also, <laughs> tonight, Chief Science Officer of Star Labs, Mark Truex. I'm Nightwing. Claimed. Claimed. Mine, bro. <laughs> nope, you're Robin. I, I mean, you're always going to be yeah, a Robin. Listen, You'll never listen, step out on your Jeff own. Would, Jeff would be furious if we tried to Robin <laughs> him in any setting other than the fact that if anyone is Dick Grayson on the show, it's Jeff it's because Dick Grayson is Jeff's favorite. Claim. Mark, you could be you could be uh, Red Robin. You could be Jason Todd Robin. Uh, I think Davis might be the chick Robin, but I'm the Red Hood. Th- that's Jason Todd. Right. I think Mark. Red, I think Mark. You know, Mark. Hood, I think be, I, I figured you for more of a Tim Drake Robin. I do like Mark. Tim Drake's. Yeah, I do like him. Chuck I, Dixon yeah, that's fantastic. Cannon. Mm. Cannon. He's too anyway. tech savvy though, and sleuthy. <laughs> that is true. That is the antithesis of you. But hey, this <laughs> is escapism. This is escapism. So <laughs> we but we must press forward. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Mark, surprised to see you on, but so thrilled for that a little inside baseball. Thought it was just gonna be me and Davis two manning it until the very last moment. Mark decided to appear. So that's Mark great. performed best with low expectations. Yeah, I, I, I like it. Uh, Mark right and I in. both uh, finished playing through Mass Effect Three. Uh, mm. Finished the the Legendary Edition playthrough. God, I, you know, I understand like some of the criticism of Mass Effect 3, and this is probably, what, week four of me starting out the show talking about Mass Effect, and there will be full episodes coming. But the the amount of heat and hate that Mass Effect 3 got, it, it, going back and replaying it, undeserved. I don't get it. I don't get it, because on this show, we've talked about Mass Effect, and everyone's always like, well, did you finish it? I'm like, no, I haven't. Maybe that's why I'm the only one left liking the Mass Effect series. So I finally went back and played it, and I dug it. There's nothing to be mad at in there. I, I, and they feel like the, the, the idea that your choices didn't matter. They didn't give you enough choice. And I, I will say, and this is for a deeper dive that some aspects of the ending were uh, at the very least a little out of left field. And there weren't as many maybe dialogue, at least just the illusion of choice, at least, which let's be honest, a lot of mass effect is the illusion of choice or it's yeah. just, different words that lead to the same or incredibly similar outcome. But that's, that's the juice. I love the Mass Effect series. Yeah. I get some of the criticism, but the over-the-top reaction in hindsight looking, I mean, people trying to sue Bioware for false advertising and stuff like that, insane. Uh, and having the benefit of playing the Legendary Edition with all the DLC and stuff like that just enhanced it that much more, made it that mm. much more rich and fulfilling. Um, and it just... 
it, it was it was so much fun for me going back and playing through all three of them and just rediscovering that Mass Effect world. I, I didn't realize how much I missed it, and I, I've already started playing through part one again. <laughs> so, Damn, just do Andromeda. Fuck no. <laughs> now you're just like the rest of them. You play it. Everyone else hated Andromeda. You'll probably love it. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> More lore. Davis, what say you? No, I'm, I mean, I didn't play the legendary crap edition that you just played, updated everything. Uh, no, I don't. I know what it was, and you just explained why I didn't like the ending. And you're just, you're just backing it up with... Yeah, I- with clutter, I'm 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 saying I'm saying that I understand some of the critiques of it, but it's not as bad as everybody made it out to be. No, it's not bad enough to sue Bioware. That's absurd. But I honestly, if if they gave me a, my mate, like I would have loved some more dialogue choice options, some more interrupts and stuff like that in in the finale of the game. But my bigger issue in going back to it is. And I, if you haven't played it, sorry, but the little AI guy at the end, the little kid, that to me, mm. but like m- more so the story they were telling and how they were wrapping up is what bothered me more than the lack of choice. It's like, this is the best you could come up with. Mm. But in terms of the choices you have to make at the end, I mean, you got to go just, yeah, I fucking destroyed those Reapers, bro. Mm. So... What, what? Yeah, I I'm pretty sure I destroyed the Reavers. That's 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 it's like that's that was the point of the whole series. I don't know yeah. how you could choose anything else. No, nah, I took them over. You sent them, right? Mine. Oh no. Oh, okay. I I got Mine. you. I mean, that's another thing too. That but that's kind of like siding with the elusive man. So I don't know. I couldn't really fuck with that. I'm full and Paragon. Then... If it's colored in blue, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I made one rogue choice and I killed off like a whole race. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, that's dude. I was like, Davis, I'm never choosing red again. Never Davis, choosing red again. Davis did the choice that had Tally kill herself. Yeah. <laughs> she fucking offed herself, Mr. Paragon over here. Yep. <laughs> why, her why, six why, fingers can go to hell. What, <laughs> what did you do? Did you critique her? Like she let the, no, she let the Quarian get uh, killed by the oh. Geth. Yeah, basically, you're you're deciding like, are you gonna let the the Geth live when the Quarians are pushing their attack and they shouldn't be? Because yeah, you know see, you sympathize with them in, had, in the in the big matrix. <laughs> I go paragrade and I I brokered a peace between the both of them. Mm-mm. How did she kill herself? She jumps off a cliff. She takes yeah. her mask off and fucking jumps off a cliff. You still never see her. <laughs> It's fucked. Hey, oh, but it was such you, a. It was, you never know what you're banging. Then it's cool. It was. It, I and the the thing that I I really have to applaud part three for is all of the many goodbyes uh, you get to have, and how impactful they are, and the the final goodbye with Garrus uh, to talking about you know see at the be, bar, see at the <laughs> bar in heaven, and and all those things like because Garrus really is, and I said this uh, either a week or two ago. Maybe the most uniting character in fandom is the the just universal love for Garrus. And so to have that moment with your shepherd before you go off into battle was great. I, of course, took him in my love wish, uh, my love interest, uh, Bay Ashley Williams, and getting That's to say, hey, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <That> sloppy drunk. <laughs> dude, she's the best. She's, <laughs> she's the best. Uh, but I'm actually on this other playthrough. I actually might for the first time ever. First time ever romance Liara. So we'll see. I always I, go for As Ashley. I said, I always pick everything blue. 
<laughs> everything. <laughs> I always thought Garrus was going to end up like Karth from Old Republic. Well, they had uh, the voice actor for Karth. Was it in, the same? In the first one, it was Caden. Oh, okay. That's why he dies Poor on Vermeer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I like about the choices really in Mass Effect because I like a game that's concise and it's like you're building towards like a certain plot line, but it's all the window dressing that goes with it. Like, is this character around or this one? Are you living with this consequence or this one? But it's still like the same story, but it's yeah. those like big heart moments that happen along the way that that define your character. Well, I think I think the first one in terms of choice had the most that actually impacted things. You know that that one had the, the the most mass effects in it that you could sort of ripple through throughout. I mean, two had a lot depending on how the suicide mission went, but that was all sort of crammed into into one thing. But uh, I mean, some of the goodbyes in part three. I mean, with with Morden and the Genophage. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there's some super feels in, in in Mass Effect three for sure. But you would think in the third game that would have the most ripple potential ripples like and no, you just no, said the third game actually but the like what i think people lose they wanted to put a definitive end on the story so you know they they needed to sort of limit it a little bit did they do it too much you can argue that uh but i understand their their desire to actually have sort of a, a finality uh in in the story that they were they were telling and but yeah just andromeda Great times playing through. I am curious about this Mass Effect 4 or 5, depending on your outlook on it and what, and what they're going to do with that. But my shepherd still draws breath. I got, I got the, I guess, the happiest ending <laughs> you technically could get. <laughs> so what were the main differences you found with the Legendary version then? Because I didn't play the Legendary. I actually had the disc for number three that I just put in it and, and played on well uh, so. mass effect one and two i played through multiple times i ever only i've only had before the legendary edition played through mass effect three once and never really with the the major dlc packs because i it, i was sort of reminiscing on this in you know back in the sf state days how and still on principle i agree with myself vehemently opposed i was to dlc content and just like there's such such a bullshit move for uh, a game to pull but back then i would refuse to get any dlc so that stuff w- was new to me and it does there is more layering to certain aspects of the story in mass effect 3 that you get well, there's like uh, whole extra characters isn't there yeah there's actually so so mass effect 2 as well there were characters i'd never experienced before so that was brand new to me uh and they and they're really fun uh kasumi and zaid i I love both of them i I was like they were very very welcome additions to the story their roles in two and if they live which of course they did uh their roles in three also uh you know pretty pretty fun as well uh one of the main things mass effect 3 is they added this like uh i forget the name of the 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 dlc package but basically you get an apartment in the citadel you get uh you get get admiral anderson's apartment and like the last thing that you do with it is you throw this like massive rager so it's like everybody on their downtime partying you 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 dance with the broads you hook up with your love interest and stuff like that all this different stuff can happen and i mean it's that that dlc overall as a whole is super cheesy and maybe maybe some of the worst of Mass Effect in, t- in terms of taking, you know, the serious nature of what's going on in the world and the games and stuff like that. But the party aspect, the sort of camaraderie aspect that you get there is fun. 
but so, some of the early going of it is whew, it's a little rough at times, but, uh, but then mm. like, I'd never experienced that before. So it was uh, Kasumi in the party setting is, is the MVP too. She does a lot of funny stuff uh, in it, but yeah. There's and did just... they, did they really turn down the amount of butt wipes in number two? I never wipe my ass in number two. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't have to wipe like the screen. <laughs> Of, Mar- of Miranda Lawson, yeah, yeah, of that fucking badonka dunk. Uh, <laughs> they did, they, yeah, they toned it down, but I mean, look, there's still there's still plenty to be happy about. You can't chip away enough pixels to make it go away. <laughs> yeah, that that thing won't quit. So <laughs> that that was one thing I was hoping for in Mass Effect Three, and we can move on <laughs> from this topic. Uh, Not enough. Not enough. I was, I was hoping that that maybe some of the DLCs or the ledger that somehow. Uh, Miranda would have been incorporated more into the story, and she she is in uh, like the the Citadel DLC where you can have the party and and stuff like that. But what one of my things about Mass Effect Three is is that she was barely in the third one. And yeah, I know it's contingent she can die in part two, but so can other characters that that were involved heavily in. in well, yeah, part James three. just shows up at the hospital and hangs out there, and you get a goodbye with him too. You, Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, James is the other one. Yeah, James Vega is the human Krogan. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but that that was my thing because like if if Miranda was in it more, she actually might be able to compete for my heart with Ashley. But because she's so in the background of the story, it's it's difficult for me to make that choice. But uh, a lot of fun replaying through Mass Effect. Like I said, Nerdosphere, get in on it because we're gonna be doing episodes about mass effect one mass effect two mass effect three we'll probably for the, pa- you know, for the patreon no this is gonna be all this is all we do now this is just a mass effect show uh the <laughs> best damn mass effect show uh so anyway what you all been up to davis dude i've it the ufo files were finally released today six months ago uh what? then president trump hmm put in never heard uh, of him. an order that he wanted something released and we got a nine page document today a whole nine pages uh from the uh, pentagon or cia about pretty much nothing did you <laughs> like a reese's ad i read them very slowly i did let me see and what it was was pretty much that they admitted that of 144 cases, they could only prove that one of them was uh, identifiable, which was a balloon that was deflate, a very large balloon that was deflating. And all the other cases were just like, we can't tell you what they are, and they, but they were physical objects. Like it wasn't like a play on lights or anything like that. So they just filed them under X and left them. They call them U apps now, oh. uh, not you. The hell is that? It's uh, unadi- unidentifiable, unidentifiable aerospace something. Um, but it's like when they changed STD to it's, STI. It's, it's still a UFO. Yeah, <laughs> there's still STDs and still UFOs. It's a U app. It's like a, a new age app, but in the in the air. No. I'm very disappointed. disappointed. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know why. I don't know what I was expecting. You know, it's like 
Are they they just gonna come out like, yeah, bro, there's aliens, and then just completely destabilize the world? No, we're probably not gonna. But but if we come out first and say yes, there's aliens, and we have them, doesn't that just put America back on top? (laughs) I agree with Mark on that. Yeah, ours, us. (laughs) What they did say was, you know, yeah, we don't know what they do. They seem to have much better technology than what we do. We don't know if it's another country or something else. They wouldn't say otherworldly. Um, but what this whole thing is is just a it's a it's a cash grab. They're just they're trying to get more funding to put in the military to put out these BS documents again. It sucks. Like, just give me something. I'm sorry, Davis. How is it a cash grab? But who's funding it? Yeah, who's? Well, because they're saying that. (laughs) Davis is our financial sort of advisor here. They're they're saying we are clearly our tech is not advanced enough to know what these are. We can't keep up with them, so we need more money. Give me more money. So we can potentially catch up with these 144 things you mentioned. Are they all the same or is each one completely different? Uh, I mean, it's descriptions of they have different grays and whites and reptilians. They're all they're all flying objects. So it's not like land. It's not like uh, humanoid creatures that they're talking about. This is all like uh, interactions between mostly um, uh, naval aircraft. I got to go with, I mean, listening to like Elon Musk and Neil deGrasse Tyson. I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty smart space dudes and they, uh, and that is their scientific term, uh, but they, 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 they seem to be out on the whole, space dudes. They, 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 uh, they seem to be pretty out on the whole, uh, UFO thing. I'm, I'm not trusting Elon Musk. Are you, oh, I am. Are you kidding Are you not me? Trusting Neil Trump, Tyson? Well, no. No, nah, nah. he's a cool, he's a cool dude. I like him, but uh, no. Why are they out when when they know how much possibilities are potentially out there? What? I mean, you know how how many galaxies there are. You know how many stars there are. You know how many possible inhabited planets are within that range. Yeah, yeah, but what but they're they... talking, but what uh, from the the reported cases, they're they're not in on it. They're not with you, man. Yeah. You're on your own. I think you just realize we're too primitive of a species for anything that's that advanced to want to do anything with us. We're a bunch of monkeys. They, they don't want to do anything with us. They're they... like, not yet, not ready. We'll move no, on. They, yeah, Whatever. they're we'll take the, the reapers when the time is the right. Reapers only Dude, come. The reapers, dude. They only come when it's too advanced. <laughs> fuck the reapers. Yeah, they're just waiting. They're waiting for their time, and they're testing things, and they're picking people up, and it's crazy, man. It's uh, it's scary. They got they got things out there. Davis gonna found Cerberus. <laughs> Davis, Davis is the the not so elusive man. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, and maybe it's been Musk this whole time just sending out little drones just to mess with the government and be like, actually, try to catch it, me, motherfucker. <laughs> I actually don't think that there is anybody more perfect to be the elusive man than Elon Musk. Like, you know, he's, already sp- a- he, he's already spoken out against, like, you know, AI and the dangers of all, of all that stuff. You know, he's very, I feel, he's very pro-humanity. I, I, I feel like, you know, he's got kind of that voice for it, too. 
he smokes. We've seen that on Joe Rogan. So I, I feel like he's the, the perfect elusive man. He's like the clown version of the elusive man. Uh, all right. Marco, what have you been up to? Uh, myself, I recently started a new show. I've been getting back into the televisions, and it's it's a glorious time to be a nerd and, and television because there's really. so many shows. Every single <laughs> week, it feels like there's so many shows. At least the stuff I'm watching, I'm enjoying. <laughs> Finally finished Doom Patrol Season 2. I, I got my Invincible in earlier, and recently I just started Sweet What did you think of Invincible? Well, I loved Invincible. Invincible okay. was great. Yeah. yeah. Superb. And uh, Sweet Tooth, of course, based on a Vertigo comic. Uh, they call it DC on uh, there. I thought it was based on the Twisted Metal character. Nope. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sweet Tooth, it, it's it's a pretty fun show on Netflix. I'm only about three episodes in. And if you haven't had enough of, you know, like pandemic viruses, this show's about one <laughs> where uh, Sweet people Tooth, die. Twisted Metal, I just looked it up. <laughs> and, and basically at the same time that this virus hits Earth and people start dying off in droves there's also all of a sudden every child that's born is like anamorphic like a hybrid of like a an owl and a human a bear and a human a, a dog and a human that they're all hybrid stuff and so now there's all this Disgusting. hate of like where basically the you hybrids are why the virus has happened Agreed. And so it's also people that are hunting down all these hybrids that have gone savage and Rightfully sweet tooth so. is the nickname of this one boy that was hidden by his father in yellowstone park who grew up uh, hiding from the world, and now he's off on his adventure in this post-apocalyptic he wolf boy? wasteland. He, he's a deer boy. Ugh. And deer that's his lame. sweet tooth, because deer Ooh. love them sugar. Lame, dude. A deer, deer boy? That's pretty good. It's pretty a good, man. Boy. He's a deer boy. He hears stuff all good. He oh. smells things. That's far. lame as shit. Why he are you going to make somebody a them? deer? <laughs> There's antlers pretty like, good maybe pretty a, good. El, maybe go elk yeah, yeah moose. Go deer? A moose? A moose would be cool well it's not it's deer boy all right <laughs> his name is sweet tooth <laughs> deer deer yeah what a flop so no you watch it i'm watching it you I'm had me before we started and it. now now you lost me ah you gotta watch it a deer no, not I'm not He's part deer, part boy, deer boy. I don't, don't do any watch... weird deer shit. I don't want to watch that. That's what his caretaker tells him. <laughs> don't I do any too. weird deer shit. <laughs> I was I was hoping for Wolf Boy. No, I mean really anything I mean, other there than are deer in there. the wilderness. No, There's other I... things out there. They're all feral and getting hunted. I'd <laughs> go chipmunk. I wouldn't. Well, come on, I wouldn't go chipmunk over that, Davis. And come a on. boy. No, chipmunks are way cooler than a deer. They're much more no. like furry and cute, and like they're I, running up trees. I don't know. I mean, de- like male, like deer, you know, grown up, you know, stag? like least, you know, the, yeah, stag, you know, oh, fuck skunk, a car up. skunk yeah, boy. Absolutely, we've all seen Tommy Boy. Smell, do that. <laughs> porcupine boy. I, I, I can see Davis. They show a porcupine boy. boy in the first episode. Beaver boy. Didn't we get like a porcupine boy in uh, The Witcher? <laughs> yeah, it was a hedgehog. Yeah. That's a hedgehog. hedgehog. Yeah. yeah. And that oh. one too. Shit. Better than a deer. Well, anyway, <laughs> the show's great. Watch it. It's all pandemic People are wearing masks when people uh, look infected. Mark, we want to escape. Mark, we want some escapism from this. Yeah. It's it's like now, 
except the world's gone even worse and there's mutants. <laughs> Check Great. It out. Excellent. I don't think it's as good as C on Apple Plus. I can't wait for season two of that to come out, but it's pretty good. Do you uh, do you happen to catch last episode, Mark? We uh, talked about your guy Kevin Smith and what a fucking liar he is. Nope, <laughs> haven't haven't heard it. All right, well we're That's gonna news take a break. to me. <laughs> well, he's a fucking That's... liar. <laughs> you don't know. We do know. Oh, no, you don't speaking, know. Speaking Speaking of lazy, fat liars, we're going to be talking about George R. R. Martin Game of Thrones on the other side of the Best Damn Nerd Show. Hey, everyone. Chris Seglia here, CEO of the Tenno Media Network. I would like to say thank you for checking out one of our podcasts, but we need your help. You can support Tenno in a multitude of ways by going to our website and checking out our latest podcasts, by buying some sweet merch, joining our Discord, or getting early and exclusive access to all content via our Patreon. Your support means the world to us, and you can find everything on our website, www.10-o.gg. That's T-E-N-O.gg. Thank you again, and now, back to the show. It's the Microphone Alchemist Bimbo Jimbo here, and when I'm not verbally super-kicking Last Jedi fans on the Best Damn Nerd Show or fantasy casting The Rock in another movie on the DLC, well, that's when I actually get to talk about wrestling. That's right. Come join me in the Wrestling War Room, where I take my mic to the mat and launch my hot takes about the Wednesday Night War between AEW and NXT. The Wrestling War Room. Which side are you on? It's me, Iron Sh- No, uh, Iron Nerd Minmaxer, Hanzo Gonzo, inviting you into Kitchen- No, 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 no. Uh, the Tenno Media Arena to see whose nerdiness will reign sup- No, no, we're gonna get sued. If you- Uh, will triumph a lot, Lee. Come check out all the battles on the Tenno Media Network Patreon, or you can just skip to the parts where Steve physically breaks something for no reason. See you there. Hey, hey nerd. Loremaster Tim here, and I've come with a rather indecent proposal. We want you to join in the conversation. If you aren't already a member of our Discord, what are you even doing? You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TheBDNS. And if you're crazy, odds are we'll talk about it on the show. So get kooky, and above all, let's get nerdy. Welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show. James Kincaid alongside Professor Chris Davis and Mark Truex. And uh, we're going we're gonna to dive into, I guess, our, our liar of the week here. Not going to be a recurring segment, I hope. But uh, last week was, of course, arch nemesis of the show and everyone on this show, Kevin Smith. I love Kevin uh, Smith. No, you don't. I like <laughs> no, I'm show. I don't agree with these statements. No. Well, Mark Truex hates that fat fucking liar, Kevin Smith. And now we're going to be talking um. about... In a similar vein, George R.R. Martin, uh, he's given an interview talking about Game of Thrones, when the latest book might be coming out, how the HBO show ended and a myriad of things. So I'm going to I'm going to read from this this article here for you. So bear with me, gents. So painful. (laughs) Here you stutter through it. He said, looking back, I wish I'd stayed ahead of the books. My biggest issue there was when they began the TV series. I had four books already in print and the fifth. 
came out just as the series was starting in 2011. I had a five book head start, and these are gigantic books, as you know. I never thought they would catch up with me, but they did. Okay. <laughs> so there's how many books are there now? Five. Okay. <laughs> not, not one. Not one has released since the show came out. Oh, keep that they in caught, mind. They okay. caught up with me and passed me. That made it a little strange because now the show was ahead of me and the show was going in somewhat different directions. I'm still working on the book, but you'll see my ending when that comes out. So George R. R. Martin. Uh, one, ex ex expressing this incredulity that, that the HBO series somehow passed him up uh, and also saying that the that his ending will be somewhat different uh, from the, the HBO show. But it's interesting because the choice that the HBO show made felt like it was one that, that they maybe made because Martin told them that's how his ended because it was so out of left field for the HBO show for it to be Bran Stark to become king uh, that, that it made... You know, I think a lot of us feel like, okay, well, Martin will get there somehow and it'll probably make more sense in the book. But he's sort of hinting at that maybe it's a it's a bigger difference than than the show. What say you, Davis? I, I think that is his ending. I, I, I think he's talking about how maybe other character arcs end potentially uh, because maybe he didn't give those endings to HBO. But I from where the books are going. It definitely seems like Bran could be the king at the end. Like I, I wouldn't put that past his ending at all. I think that's very plausible. And I, the fact that he even says like, "Oh yeah, I can't believe they passed me up." You haven't released one more book <laughs> since now the whole TV series came out. He's he's he, how are you surprised? He, he's working how. He's working on video games. He's he's working on the prequel series. He's so working he's, on everything except this book. He's doing he, what, he is the master procrastinator, dude. He is he put out a freaking Lord of the or uh, Game of Thrones coloring book. He probably drew out the stencils that kids could color in <laughs> before he started working on his book. This it, it's <laughs> stupid. He he looked for any reason high and low to not write. And whatever it was, whatever reason, I'm sure he had, uh, maybe he had writer's block. Maybe he felt stuck. Maybe he was pissed that we figured out where he was going and he didn't want people to really understand that. I don't know, but I just finish your series. It, it's so angering and just come out with one more book. I, I don't know. So, yeah. He wants there to be seven. Yeah. Right. He, no, there's he supposed said, to be seven. There's going to be seven. There's, well, I mean, he's extended it before. There's but... th No, I mean, like, from his previous statements, he's like, no, there's two more books for sure. They're both long. Probably his two longest yet. And, like, he hasn't mapped out, he says. I don't and it's just And it's just finishing them. But it's, it's, it's bewildering to me. To Good, Good use. That this has taken him so long as a writer if you have your story laid out. And that's why it's so hard to believe that he actually knows where it's going. Because if you have that, then you fill in the pieces in the middle, you get it going, and so where are you stuck? Mark, you had a, you, See, you had a, I feel like 
he had something mapped out because he always likes to to screw over the fan and and throw something out of left field. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm, it's I'm part clipping of the, that. He always likes to screw over the fan. I agree with you, Mark. And, and he likes to throw something out of left field and surprise everyone and shock you and hurt your tummy. You know what I Just mean? Just like Kevin so Smith. He likes he to mapped screw out, over the fan. Look, so he mapped out a bunch of Mark stuff. Mark Trex's words, not mine, folks. And so he mapped out a bunch of stuff. And some of it didn't hit. Some of it didn't hit well, and it's done, and it's over, and people are living with that, the audiences. Why wouldn't he go back and have to change that to preserve his own legacy? Well, I think that's a bullshit move to change something just because maybe some super fans figured it out. Yeah, well, it's no, not just I, that. It's just people actually saw the delivery, and, and people aren't satisfied with it. Like, well, all in but, all. But if he's a smart man, like the de- because the delivery on the show was bullshit because it was out of left field. He's got pages upon pages to, to get us there, you know? I, he has nothing but leeway at this moment because mm. there, I mean, Just a comment for, for the, for the books coming out because there is, so, there is so little <laughs> hype around these books now because – of what the show did like because the people think this is where the books are going and it's not like i there's no way that's how the night king ends there's God, absolutely no way because there's no description there's dude, i won yeah. my pool i won my game of thrones pool with yeah Arya that's Stark. that's great that's great, great for you mark it was terrible television it was so it, good it was terrible dude, and she got naked and banged out i got oh mucho my god dude i got so many tv i wrecked my fantasy league on that i don't give a shit about your fantasy <laughs> league there, it's the only league i've ever played and i won god <laughs> you f- the, there's just so many loose ends that they just didn't care about that they just skimmed over that have so much better potential in a long form book form. And so I, I understand that he wants to get it right, but you got to think he already has their, their mappings out. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just thinking about Mark being such an asshole about his fucking fantasy league. (laughs) I'll, I'll go with you on this Davis. When, when the next book does come out, if it does, uh, it's yeah, going to create, I, I mean, the hype around it is, I think, going to be massive. The the clamoring around the uh, the people that have deluded themselves into thinking that Game of Thrones could be rebooted at this point in time, or the, even the ones that reboot season eight or whatever the fucking last season was. Uh, like, the, the, those, vo- it's going to be very... The, the sort of buzz will be surrounding it a- again and he'll he'll feel like the cock of the walk and, and everything like that uh this this last quote though was my favorite and I've sa- saved it here uh I will make no predictions on when I will finish every time I do assholes on the internet take that as a promise and then wait eagerly to crucify me when I miss the deadline all I will say is that I am hopeful <laughs> well said. <laughs> I'm sorry. Assholes on the internet I... held you to a date that you said it would be out by. I'm sorry. That's called a prediction from yourself or a fucking Thomas. deadline. Okay? That's what you said. That's what you s- said you're going to do. And people love your story. I'm sorry that we like something you made. So maybe fucking deliver on it once in a while. I, I, I mean, but it might be the best thing I've ever seen from Martin in print. 
I will oh, make yeah. no predictions on when I will finish. Every time I do, assholes on the internet take that as a promise and then wait eagerly to crucify me when I miss the deadline. I, I mean, that's a chef's kiss. That's the best thing he's ever said. I, I feel like <laughs> for every tweet or message he gets, like, hey, when's your book coming out? He's like, all right, that's one more day. That's one more day. Yeah, I, there is and a part of me that feels like he's trolling. And he's, I mean, he's Do you think it's probably, done? He's just not releasing it. He just keeps. I don't think back. he, I don't, I think that, it's like at uh, the publisher. You know, he's made. Printed. He's probably. He's made so <laughs> much. He's made so much money on top of money from this whole thing, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe he, he's a probably a weird guy, given by some of the things that he's included in that book. So so maybe he gets off on it. I don't know, but <laughs> it's just I mean, he is a hobbit. So no, he, he's, he's not nearly life. as kind. Not nearly as kind as <laughs> as most hobbits are. But uh, oh, he's very every jolly. time. Every time I do, assholes on the internet take that as a promise and then wait eagerly to crucify me when I miss the deadline. Yeah, no shit, man. Like Davis said, you didn't put out a single book while the show was on other than that one that was already coming out. So it's been 10 years. He's like, yeah, I'm shocked that the show passed me up. How are you shocked? You're the one writing it. You haven't released a book since they started the series. That was like eight years. What are you doing? It's I don't what year did Game of Thrones start? Has it been ten years? Two thousand eleven. It's been yeah, 10 years. it's the tenth anniversary right now. It's so it's the iron anniversary to be pay, pay the iron price. God. I like we it. all we I all like are. It, I like it. All right, <sighs> Mark, you were excited about uh something when we were talking during the break. I didn't think you were on, so I didn't include it in the rundown, but uh this whole uh Smallville animated series. Yeah, I am super into it. I love Smallville. Uh, The show, fantastic. Tom Wellington, amazing. Michael Rosenberg, delightful. Uh, You know, all those guys, all my old friends, I miss them. Chloe, even though she went crazy in that sex cult, still into it. You know, (laughs) can't help myself. What's this now? Do what now? Nexium, Chloe, Alinac. So... Chloe from Smallville, the blonde, the the high school friend that was that was in the the newspaper. We're losing stuff. Davis here. She was in the Nexium sex cult that got broken up. That sex cult ring that got broken up like a couple of years ago, where she was branding people with her and and the cult leader's initials on their pubic areas. Next Look it place. up. There's a documentary on HBO. <laughs> still think she's cute, and still in Smallville. Little known fact about me. <laughs> I like Smallville a lot. Even when the series ended, they released a whole bunch of uh, comic book series. So she wasn't just in it. She was like one of the founders. Well, she was like a ringleader, if you would. Oh. <laughs> Someone call it like a pledge master or something, you know. Uh, Rainier and, and as his associate al- actress Allison Mack were arrested and indicted on federal charges. Yeah. Wow, dude. Uh, her it's wife, which was up. uh the her wife was in Battlestar Galactica. Um the uh not chiefs like lackey, one of one of the you know the mechanics on oh, the ship. Callie. Yeah, she was in it. <laughs> she, she was, was in the cult, cult too? Yeah, of course. Of course. Where Ally Mack goes, people follow. Because Smallville was that good of a show. I only follow Alex Mack, not Ally Mack, so 
Okay, well, I'm I'm getting back on point. So you're excited for the the animated series yeah, here? Absolutely. Yeah, and well, they cover this next the comic book in the shows. Is what I'm the comic interested. book was good. Yeah, well, was was, was that the la- was that the last season of the show was in comic book form? Basically, so last actual season was season ten, where it ends with him, you know, actually finally flying tights and capes, right? And and then uh, season eleven went to comic book form, and that's where they rolled in a Batman. Uh, that's where they rolled in a Green Lantern. And fucked doing all the people like they that. wanted to see it on the the small screen. Yeah, well, hey, small screen had Green Arrow for years. That's why yeah. Arrow became a show. It was amazing. Oh mm-hmm. man, I forgot I forgot to Josh include Hartnell that or... in the in the rundown as well. I'm so Mark, you were a segue machine. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Amell removed from flight after alleged altercation <sighs> with his wife. Ah! Aerostar Stephen Amell was removed from his flight after allegedly getting into an altercation with his wife, page six is told. Amell, who was flying Delta <laughs> from Austin to LA. After attending First class, I bet. the Austin, Texas Television Festival over the weekend was removed after a flight attendant asked him multiple times to calm down as he allegedly screamed at Cassandra Jean Amell while appearing drunk. Air Marshal and three other flight attendants escorted him off the plane. Marco, defend your boy. First of all, what I was she like, saying? I actually like Stephen Amell, too. Yeah. First of all, what did she say? Second of all, he was probably knocked up on that notch wine because I hear it's fantastic. Third of all, he just signed a new deal. He just signed a new deal for a new code. He's he's selling Stephen Amell product right now. Just saying. He just signed signed a brand new movie deal with Netflix on Code 8 with his cousin, Robbie. You know what I mean? He's probably high on live, drinking up that extra notch, and she probably lipped up about something. I don't know. Oh, my God. He he did respond. I, don't really know. <laughs> I, don't really know. I mean, they they definitely took the wrong person off the plane, probably. <laughs> he he did he did respond. Uh, he said, "My wife and I got into an argument Monday afternoon on a Delta flight from Austin to LA. I was asked to lower my voice, and I did. Approximately ten minutes later, I was asked to leave the flight." <laughs> maybe not steve uh and i did so immediately i was not forcibly removed i rebooked myself on a southwest flight two hours later and traveled home without any further issue i let my emotions get the better of me end of story must be a slow news cycle well it always is here i agree and i think southwest like tickets are are gonna start flying i think their stock's gonna be sore now they got the stevie and mel (laughs) endorsement man yes yeah Gold. Yeah, you fly southwest, you might fly with a drunk Stephen Amell. Dude, free it's drink not, vouchers all day. It's not Sounds too great. slow a news cycle. It's not like you hear about celebrities getting kicked off planes every day. I I hope this rejuvenates his career because I I miss uh, Stephen Amell being a re, you know a he regular topic a of conversation uh, on this show. New what is that? I think he's getting two extra movies. Code Eight on Netflix. It's it's good. It, it's, Oh yeah, it's a I mean, superpower movie with him and Robbie Amell, where where they all have different kind of powers, and there's sort of like set factions like there's people with electrical powers or super strength and things like that, and, and they're heisters, they're stealing stuff. And it was pretty good, pretty good. There's gonna be two more movies. All right, well maybe I'll 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 check him out. Like you know, I I do like Stephen Amell. I think he's <laughs> he's very he's very good to his fans. Uh, you know, early era was great, and some of the best of times interacting awesome on home. with the Nerdosphere. Uh, so, you know, I, I, like I said, I hope, I, I hope he, uh, is on the rise and hopefully this is just, uh, this was just all publicity stunt to get him, 
<laughs> get him some tents. See, people still like me. <laughs> yeah, people, I can. They want to read some, about me. I can create some fucking news. <laughs> Put me in the Snyder Cut. <laughs> we could we could use that arrow in there. Uh, th- this next one is is uh, a, a little sad on a couple of different levels, depending on how you feel about prequels and how you feel about Supernatural. Uh, but according to Deadline and confirmed by Jensen Ackles himself, uh, there is going to be a Supernatural prequel series reportedly being called The Winchesters. And Davis, I know you watch Supernatural. Uh, I've watched a good chunk of Supernatural when I thought it was good before it went completely cuckoo bananas and off the rails. <laughs> but uh, the the sad part of this story uh, is Jared Padalecki's retweet of Jensen Ackles confirmation of the story. And he said this, dude, happy for you. Wish I heard about this some way other than Twitter. I'm excited <laughs> to watch, but bummed that Sam Winchester had no involvement whatsoever. Uh, wow. wow. <laughs> That's hey, the show Jared Padalecki got snubbed. Yeah. Oh fuck, man. He got snubbed oh, by Jensen Ackles. Oh. <laughs> dude, that's, what a what a sad thing to read, <laughs> Davis. Your report. You think there's work in us? I think it's a joke. I, between those two, I think they're just having some fun. I think there was uh, something else I saw in the comments that said uh, that that they were just kind of going back and forth with each other, having a good time on it. But maybe, maybe not. I mean, if it's a prequel, why does Sam need to be a part of it? Sam was, you know, gone. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. If it's the well, depending on how depending on how far back they they go. I mean, into, I, I'm assuming they go series. his dad and mom. That's what that's how I'm taking it. Like I, I'm thinking they're going pretty far back, and it's kind of an origin with them and whatever they fought. But I don't know. I I feel like if they do this, it's gonna fall under the the Marvel issue right now, where it's like, oh, it's new, it's bigger, better. It's like, well. But they didn't really know about all of that before, so how is it going to be better, bigger? They're they're working us, and the uh, the article is going on to, to explain that uh, if the Winchesters goes forward, the CW will have both stars Supernatural back in the back in the fold. I mean, so there's a reason why Jensen Eccles is the showrunner. I mean, he was on Smallville. He's a Smallville alum. Let's be frank, and, and because of that, they know he can carry a new show. <laughs> This isn't Gilmore Girls, okay? Uh, let's see. Also from the article, uh, before Sam and Dean, there was John and Mary, told from the perspective of narrator Dean Winchester. The Winchesters is the epic untold love story of how John met Mary and how they put it all on the line, not only to save their love, but the entire world. Uh, okay, so first of all, prequels are usually completely out of the book of bad ideas. This one sounds like no exception. We just laid Supernatural to rest and then the hand just popping out of the grave here. I don't know. I, th- I think it's, I think this is a no gasm for me. Let it, let it lie. Let it die. Remember the good memories of the early going of the show. Yeah. Uh, hardcore. No gasm. Didn't know we we're doing that, but okay. No, I just throw it out there. You know? <laughs> Where's the gasms on Smallville, the animated series, you sons of bitches. <laughs> well, if I remember right, he, no the, the father in the show, didn't really get into the whole supernatural thing until the wife died. Jeffrey Dean Morgan? 
Yeah. No, didn't when they do the time travel and stuff, like, wasn't there already? I, th- I thought he was already kind of into it at that point. I don't know. I don't remember. I, f- I feel like it was just something he took on the mantle after, like, she was killed. Um, I have demon blood in me, Dean. Sure. I don't know. I I, I, I don't need it. We, we did Supernatural. Move on. Yeah, Write something it's else. over. Be creative, Hollywood. Uh, it, that's going to happen. It's over. Speaking of, you know, retread trash, Indiana Jones 5, Harrison ah! Ford. <laughs> not going to be good. Harrison Ford hurt his shoulder while rehearsing an action scene. He needs surgery. Production is going to have to shoot around him. Cursed. Cursed, I say. Don't move forward. Stop the movie. It's over. What do you do? No. Reach it. What do you no. do? Reach up to grab his coat? Okay. First of all, you're making fun of him, but this dude's still doing his own stunts well into his 70s. He survived a fucking plane crash not too long ago. This guy's a badass and he's still doing it. I well love Harrison. I love Harrison his, Ford, his, but his the fourth Indiana, the fourth Indiana Jones movie sucked. There hasn't Blame been anything Kate good. Blanchett. No, the move the movie sucked. I have no reason to believe no. that this one's gonna be any better. Uh, Mark, and, that, and that plane crashing wasn't a stunt. That was him thinking he was like driving a car and he that just was crashed. Him, that was plane. him trying to escape Calista oh Flockhart, dude. God. Oh my god. God. I look, oh, I I love I love Harrison Ford, but this this movie is gonna stink. And so, you know, with this injury, I think it's just time to to pack it in and and say, let's, you know, let's discretion's the better part of valor. Let's let's move on here and not do this doomed project. Why? You're into Indiana Jones five, Mark. Yeah, why not? Because four <laughs> was awful. Dude, That's I just hope they not. film on location and less green screens. Let's do it. Davis, what say you? What, uh, Mark? He's in his eighties. Do you really want him? Man, he's looking good in his 80s. I thought he was in his 70s. And he's doing his own stunts. No, he's 78. He's 78. Damn near 80. Damn near 80. (laughs) The last I heard him was like doing a voiceover as the ocean. This guy broke. He broke his foot on the fucking Millennium Falcon last year. This guy is that piece of junk. It's a death trap. If if he moves, he might not look like like much, Mark, but she's got to wear accounts. It's. It's not like he's treated his body well through the years. He lived with Carrie yeah, Fisher. He, he got that earring, so it wasn't good. It's like those were look. tough times. You did a lot of drugs. I'm sorry. Dude, Harrison Ford's great. But you did. I agree with you, Mark. The debate here is not if Harrison Ford is or is not great. Okay, we love Harrison him a chance. Ford. What Listen, he Mark, made one movie you didn't like, and, and now you're couple, off Harrison Ford. I, no, like I'm what? not well, off like Harrison what? Ford. I'm like off. What? I'm off ruining Name the Indiana movies. Jones. Name the bad movies. Seven Nights. I'm oh. I am I am, I am <laughs> classic are you kidding me I am off further damaging the Indiana Jones property that we love but let me spell it out to you best damn nerd show loves Harrison Ford hates Kevin Smith there they are the opposite ends of the spectrum we love Harrison Ford here we want to protect the things that he is that he's a part of you know and Star Wars is already ruined so Han Solo's out we're trying to prevent he's further dead. damage to Indiana Jones Trying to prevent further damage to him. I just want Sean Patrick Flannery back. I hope Speaking they of Sean Patrick Flannery, thank you. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Mark Truex for the win. Ah. The Boys. <laughs> Season three casts a trio of brand new heroes. So characters that are not from 
the boys comic book series, Mark. So, and these actors that are set to play them are one Sean Patrick okay, Flannery, cool. Nick Weschler and Miles <laughs> Gaston. I really didn't, uh, Gaston Villanueva rather. I didn't really look into it much beyond that. I just saw, saw Sean Patrick oh. Flannery and knew that he should, uh, <laughs> make yeah. an appearance on the show oh. here. Oh shit. That's cool. <laughs> Flannery will play a character named gunpowder. Uh, I had no idea anything more about the character other than that. Uh, the actor has previously starred in films like The Boondock Saints and Powder, but this is what really made me include this article, Mark. He also starred as Indiana Jones yeah. in the 90s television series, The Young Indiana he's, Jones Chronicles. He's the most Indiana Jones on film than any other Indiana Jones. He is Indiana Jones. He's played it the most. Yeah, but not the most quality. Dude, he fought Dracula and met Louis Armstrong. I'm just saying, his Indiana Jones <laughs> in that <laughs> order might have been close. Might have been a couple weeks apart. Mark, Mark, trying to get the young Indiana Jones show going in our in our uh, in our world history class in high school was uh, was great. It's about archaeology. <laughs> it's historically accurate. He fights Dracula. <laughs> Uh, what do you think Good about job. them adding three new original characters, Mark? As somebody that's read the boys' comics, Weschler playing Blue Hawk and Villanueva playing a character named Supersonic. Uh, you know, I mean, it's par for the course of any adaptation. They want to make some changes. They need some new cannon fodder and to pull something out of left field. You're going to have three new characters next season? Sure. The thing with the books is there's a lot of characters that come and go in the blink of an eye. Very quickly. And so there's all these homages to basically every single superhero character you've ever think of between Marvel and DC Comics. And they could just be a blip at a gangbang or something, and that's it. Like, she quite, used up. Quite, quite like, literally in the boys' case. Quite literally. Yeah, no, this is not... <laughs> Yeah, like Mark's not. Jet. It's not. That's just not um, like a. That's just like like not a Markism. That's something that happens in the boys. Yeah, uh, it, <laughs> and I think it's coming in this next season. I think they've hinted at it, but uh, the characters come, characters go. So they're going to include some new characters to toss in and and have some new hijinks that are going to be new for me. Great, sure. Let me see. It. Gunpowder is that like a Punisher takeoff? Is that what's going to be? Could be. That's a, that's a that's a good guess. I like that. I've, I haven't, I haven't looked too much into it. What did, what did you feel about the boys season two, Mark, as, as a whole? I, I don't know if I ever talked to you about it. I forget. Season two as a whole was good. I enjoyed it. Um, not as good as season one, though. Not as good as season one, but it was pretty good. I did that was decent. It. Some of the Defin changes. Def definitely better than anything Disney Plus has put out. <laughs> I'll definitely say that. Better Davis than Mandalorian? Uh, from the MCU shows. Okay. Uh, Davis, what say you? Yeah, I mean, I love the boys. Season one, season two. Great characters all around. I I just trust them. I haven't read the comics, so it's hard to actually like say if this is going to be good or bad. No, but, but what, I, what did you what did you think of season two as a whole? No, it's good. I liked it a lot. I I enjoyed it. I mean, it's no Loki, but you know. Ugh. All right. Well, we're gonna take we're gonna take one we're gonna take one more break. On the other side, we will be getting into the Disney Plus series Loki episode three. The snooze fest continues on the other side of the Best Damn Nerd Show. Hey, you! This is Sweet Johnny Cage from Tenno. 
I'm here to tell you about the next big thing coming in hot from our production house. It's called the Game Club Podcast. Join me and our diverse panel of game masters as we discuss our experiences playing some of our favorite video games. Whether it's a remake of a classic game from our childhoods, a game we might have missed during the height of its release, or a brand new title that tickled our collective fancy, you're sure to love what we have to say. Who knows, maybe you'll learn something about a game you never considered playing. I know I have. Find us on Spotify under Game Club today. It's the microphone alchemist Bimbo Jimbo here, of course, formerly the Jedi Master, and we are so happy to be back delivering to you the nerdy content that you need to make it through your muggle work week. And we want to hear from you, Nerdosphere, so be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Zunes, or other non-name brand MP3 playing devices everywhere, or however you consume your weekly interval. Whether you agree with me that The Last Jedi was a crime against Star Wars, or that you think that my hosting warrants being mauled by a bear, leave us a five-star review, make us laugh, smile, or cry in that review, and there is a good chance that you will hear it read on a future episode of The Best Damn Nerd Show. So be sure to rate and review us. It's the best way that you can help the BDNS keep saying it loud and proud for years to come. I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon master. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show. James Kincaid with Chris Davis for one final segment. Uh, we lost Mark because uh, he has not watched Loki yet. I hope he never does. Uh, but here Too Davis bad, and I are, well, we're halfway there. So three episodes in now of Loki. Davis, we got your thoughts on the first two episodes last week. Now here we are to talk about episode three, Lamentis. And I lament it that I still have to watch this show uh, for all of you nerdos here, but thus is the sacrifice of my life to tell you how much and how far the MCU has fallen. This show stinks, Davis. This show <laughs> is bad. And my number one, I, I, and again, the dedication, the sacrifice for you, I have rewatched, I rewatched the episode one and a half times. <laughs> and my question for you, Davis, is how is this Loki the Loki from phase one that you were, were so adamant about that we were getting in this series? It's not at all. It was early. <laughs> in the no, show. it wasn't. Not, not so much anymore. What did you... <laughs> I, I, that, that was the one thing that just kept hitting me over the head as he was getting drunk and singing and talking about his mommy showing him magic. Uh, is, how, is this, how is this the malevolent, uh, mischievous, Loki trickster god at all? Because I think he's still, like... It's never like he said he didn't love his mom. I'm not saying you know, and we, that. I'm just saying, how is this the Loki that we got from phase one that was a villain? And, you know, in Norse mythology and in the comics, there's actually quite a bit of singing by the character. Okay. Did we get a lot of singing of him in phase one? I, I forgot where we no. where that part was. No, it, it, that's actually in the real lore. 
if you care about that. I, like I know I you thought, do. No, no, no. Well, I'm so just saying. So you're what, okay what you, with that? What, no, what we what you said was that we were getting Phase One Loki. My question was how the plus, Loki we're getting in this show is like Phase One Loki, bitch. Plus the comics, <laughs> Phase One. No, Loki. that's not what you said. It's not what you fucking said, Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it kind of escalated a little bit in this in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what did you think of the episode? What a fucking waste of time. So, yeah, no, I, I was watching it in bed. No, and, pun, uh, no pun intended. And, and uh, I, I can't lie because it's already written on record in our Discord, bestdamnerdshow.com slash Discord. Thank you. appreciate it. Uh, and I already said it. I, I did fall asleep during this episode. <laughs> I didn't but it was late. That. It was late. So, but there wasn't a whole lot going on, so it, it, it kind of made sense, and I finished it the next day, and the rest of the episode actually was a little bit more exciting, I guess. I don't know. They were kind of just running through that street, trying to reach the rocket ship, and trying to dodge the whole premise meteors, of the buildings, is, who is knows. Dead, is dead batteries. Like, it's just so hokey. It, it just the whole like oh no our little our little time pad is out of batteries and that's that's what we're doing this episode to give them the excuse to just let me I'm gonna I'm gonna read uh, a review they need to te- they need to team up to make sure that you know they can get to the ship to recharge they, they the need batteries. to team up to make sure that we have time for Karen Loki to tell us how bad the TVA actually is like the whole calling them fascists and how really she's not a villain all along and the TVA is is ugh god just so stupid and and boring uh but, I mean she's such she's such a riveting character i don't know how you couldn't Karen Loki is just as bad as we thought last week too. The looks not imposing and the acting is just as bad to boot. And the characterization is just so weak sauce. Terrible. Like what what do you what have you thought of her so far? She has been disappointing. And she has been since they introduced her in I guess episode two. Um just from the look, I guess, from the episode two into the characterization of her in episode three, just very bland, very boring, and nothing that you would think from uh, Sylvia. So, Sylvie. it's Sylvie. Um, Who, Sylvie, a character. I mean, let's let's not act like that. There is the the Stan Lee and Jack Kirby depth to no. draw upon with this character. Either came around in Dark Rain in what two thousand nine, two thousand ten. But still has good canon from what I've read, and and is still seen as a Loki, which should have yes, Karen should, Loki should have some should bring you in as a Loki, like if as a character, th- those people should be like very charismatic and bring this- you into it. And this episode not. succeeded for me in diminishing Tom Hiddleston's charisma too. Like it was a rare feat. Like he he has never felt less like Loki than this episode. It was yeah. it was staggering. And the the cheap attempts at laughs and the cheap attempts at like her one upping him or vice versa were just awful. Fell flat. The fighting was bad. Uh, th- there is there is nothing <laughs> like this. This is my least favorite episode so far of of the show. 
And and I, I said last week that episode two is better than episode one. So hopefully we were trending in the right direction. We are not. And we're now halfway into this. We're halfway <laughs> into this. Uh, this is the review that uh, is from IGN. Not exactly uh, a online publication that would um, so lightly bash anything in the MCU because they know where their bread is buttered. Uh, and this comes to us from our Discord from Popaker. Hope I'm saying that right. But he posted this for me. He said, Negotiating and a reluctant partnership. This is from IGN. It's here that the episode begins to press pause. And while it eventually affords the characters some dramatic meat, it also spends an inordinate amount of time becoming especially quippy and Marvel-esque in the way that felt novel back when Robert Downey Jr. first played Iron Man in 2008, but now feels like a stale substitute for characterization. FYI, that wasn't even a plan, says Sylvie of Loki's guard uniform illusion. Dressing as a guard and getting on a train is just doing a thing, she jabs. It feels oddly out of character for an Asgardian variant, and while Sylvie could certainly end up being a character from Earth, she shares several traits with Comics Enchantress, it's the kind of meaningless snark that ultimately flattens several of Marvel's characters into indistinguishable mush. And that is a great phrase. Indistinguishable mush is exactly uh, what that character is and what a lot of the MCU is becoming. It's okay. The episode wasn't great, but I, I still am interested in the show. And I Didn't. am interested to see where the characters are going and where, what happens with the TVA. I think the TVA is like my biggest interest at this point. I, I just, I, I guess, yeah, sure. But I mean, like, so the other th the big reveal here was that all of the people in the TVA are variants. Uh, I, I guess that's like kind of an interesting reveal and in how they're going to to take that. I have no interest in seeing the TVA as being sort of revealed as this malevolent force and that uh, Karen Loki is not the villain that we think she is, though. I have no interest in that. But uh, if you go on the type of villain that Loki is that would fall very much in place with it. Cause it's Loki is not a villain. Loki is a villain. He is. That's such shit. An, I'm so tired of that. Like just because, anti, of, just because, of, just, because of, just because a villain becomes popular, they don't all have to become anti-heroes. No, but that, that's what, that's the type of character that Loki is. And you would, and I would think the variants are. I don't like it. <laughs> that, that is every time I say something that you have nothing for. That's what you say. So well, I, I don't know. Like, I, so I, I know like I made a good point. I don't think look that that might be what they're trying to do with 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 Loki in in the MCU and everything like that. But it's it's still not good storytelling. Like none of none of this. Like nothing in this show is good storytelling. I, I'll grant you that that's what they want to do because Tom Hiddleston yeah. uh, set all of these uh, nerds aflame with uh, his his charisma <laughs> and his portrayal. And I and I like Tom Hiddleston as as Loki, but they definitely didn't about face with how they want to portray him because of how he was received. Oh yeah, they, they did. I mean, they and, they and now and he's indistinguishable in this show as Loki. There is that there was nothing Loki about either one of them either Tom Hiddleston or Karen Loki. It was so just, where, where is, 
where is the Loki that would have had these, you know, like the ability to even take on the Avengers here? Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's getting beat up by these guards on this train. He's drunk. Dude, stop it. He, he had a little bit to drink, bro. Asgardian. <laughs> he can't hold up. He's, he's, he's too much in his cups. Dude, you cannot defend that. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so bad <laughs> i can't uh no yeah i i think the only thing this episode had going for it was some of the visuals which weren't even great um but i do like the idea of like a planet falling in on, on top of them it reminds me of one of my favorite movies time machine <laughs> when, <laughs> when the when the moon's falling down what uh, if yeah so yeah what if the show had more Loki in it. I, I wish know. I had a time machine. <laughs> Stop uh, all this drivel from being made. I just, may, I, I guess that's the moral of the story. Is just don't, you know, include uh, planets or moons destroying itself onto a planet, and then your story might be good. I guess the, the most glaring thing <laughs> from this episode was the lack of Owen Wilson. Really hurt the show. Yeah. Um, no. Know? I mean that that was pretty pivotal, and that that that's been carrying the, this Loki shows that interaction between the two. And it's pretty glaring when it doesn't have it. I, I've been talking about it on the discord, but the best part about the Loki series is miss minutes. That little, uh, that little animated uh, <laughs> clock character. That's like the paperclip for Microsoft. So, somebody called you out because you called it very, uh, it's very Who Roger, Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah, and I thought that was a great reference. It does look a lot like that. Sure. It's computer animated and, it well, uh, it's the it's the vibe that I get. I wasn't talking about the how it was produced. I'm I'm right. saying it's very it's very Who Framed Roger Rabbit. In yeah, school. yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a great call out. Yeah, and, it's be- best part of the show. That little so, that little clock thing. So whoever thought James was wrong in the Discord, you can kindly leave. <laughs> no, that's our that's our buddy Tycho. We 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 like Tycho. He's, an, he's oh, an is Tycho? He yeah, can definitely a, leave. He's an animation nerd. Uh, but yeah, voiced by Tara Strong. Yeah, so this episode sorely lacking Miss Minutes and uh, Owen Wilson's Mobius. They can't. But, what if they put in Miss Minutes in every episode? Just, just drop her in. Uh, if if she was like maybe, Nabby for Loki this whole time, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, Sounds like maybe a he pops show. up pops yeah, up out like of his Dick watch Tracy or something. Or, yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. that. No, they should have totally. done that. That's too yeah, bad. already a better show. Yeah. Already a better show. We should, I, right? I will. I, I know I'm being super hard on it, uh, and rightfully so. The the reveal about the variants, I, I am curious to see how Owen Wilson reacts, how Mobius reacts. Will he say <laughs> "Wow"? Will he not? Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, but I mean, that's like the 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 big sort of twist or whatever that's gonna throw everything on its head and. I don't know. I, I guess that's a, that's a modicum of intrigue. Will the uh, timekeepers be a different version of Doctor Doom? No. Okay. Well, you think they will be? I'm just saying there's a lot of looks and feels of their, their vibe that uh, comes off very Doctor Doom-esque. Mm. I don't think they're going to be lizards. No, I don't either. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. But there, there's a lot thing. of thing about their look, their mask that um, I'm wondering if it's like a different timeline. Dude, of, do you know how fucking Doom. sad I would be if Doctor Doom got introduced in the MCU via this show? That would be a travesty. 
I wouldn't say it was that they would do his presence. I think it would potentially just be like a hint, like a just no. a name drop, maybe, uh, or something like maybe that. Maybe they're Doom bots. I only fed into this nonsense just to get that out of me to please our fans because I care about you, Nerdosphere. I care. Uh, no, this show, this show is a... You never know. What if, a, James? What if? This show is a stinker. Uh, an absolute stinker. However, I do think you bring up the time machine. That would make a great uh, Adam Zika movie night. So I think I think that we should I think we should do the time machine coming up. But we're we're going to keep pressing forward with Loki. I mean, there's only three episodes to go. So why not? And nothing has fucking happened. Not a damn thing. We've got Karen Loki. We've got uh, sad Tom Hiddleston Loki. That's nothing like his other portrayals. Phase one Loki. Yeah, nothing like phase one Loki. Which was your main assertion last week. He's nothing like him. He seems just like him. He seems nothing like him at all. (laughs) (laughs) Whatsoever. All right. That is going to do it for this episode of the Best Damn Nerd Show. Don't watch Loki on Disney+. Plus, Or if you do, listen to us tear it to pieces because it is just a stink burger. (laughs) Don't don't believe him. It's a dick dick bagel of a show. (laughs) Just one episode. Wasn't that great? (laughs) You fell asleep. You fell asleep. You fell asleep during the show. I enjoyed the rest of it the next day. God. Crapping on the Infinity Stones. All right. Have a great week, everybody. (laughs) Remember, if you're a nerd, always say it loud and say it proud. Hey, everyone. Chris Seglia, CEO of the Tenno Media Network here. Thank you so much for listening to our content. But we need your help. Please rate us five stars. Subscribe and give us a shining review wherever you listen to this podcast. It really, really helps us out. And one more thing, please tell a friend if you can. Tell them Tasty Steve, Hanzo Gonzo, Mark Mann, Rip, Ricky Replay, or someone who everyone loves sent you or something. That might help. Anyway, again, thank you for listening. And if you want more, make sure to check us out at www.ten-o.gg. www.ten-o.gg. You're listening to the 10010 Media Network.